what's going on? Uh, I don't really have too much to talk about today, uh, so I'm just gonna blab along about random shit like I normally do. But, so, I went, and over the weekend, I went and took my 20-hour Apata course. And, you know, normally, and I, I can't sit here and, and lie to you and say that I wasn't nervous. Because I was extremely nervous. I have real bad test anxiety, I guess you can call it. Uh... So, you know, the commander, he went over the SOPs with us, or SPOs. It's uh, just something that we use for standard operating procedures. <coughs> and we went over it a few times, and there was this kid. And now, on Saturday, was just all classroom stuff. They were teaching us stuff, and... You know, giving us information and showing us videos and this, that, and the third. And there's this kid sitting at the back of the classroom. Couldn't keep his mouth shut, save his fucking life. And the lieutenant looked at him, you know, and pretty much told him, You're really testing my patience. I'm a real patient man, but you're really testing my patience. So. As soon as the lieutenant said that, I knew this kid was going to be an issue. I just knew it right off bat. And we're sitting there, and, you know, the commander, lieutenant took his portion of the class to the shooting range because we split it up into two different groups. And, you know, we're sitting there, and we're class. We go over it you know, quite a few times, and this kid just could not get it, and I mean, just couldn't get it, we'd go over, like, how he was doing it, he'd start on one side of the room, he'd say, tell me, uh, SOP number one, which is using deadly force, you know, we went, all went through, and we said it, you know, in self-defense and in defense of another person, providing they have the legal right to use deadly force. The guy next to the kid said it, and it was his turn, and he forgot both of them instantly. He did this with every single fucking one. I have them memorized in my fucking head now. They're like carved into my fucking brain because the commander had us go over it so many times and do practice tests so many times so that we we could pass it, you know. But this kid, he just, he was just iffy. You, you just, you can look at a certain person and be like, yeah, you're, you shouldn't be here. You know what I'm saying? You just got that feeling about that one certain person. Well, I wasn't the only one who had that feeling about him. And we were right. So, we get done with the test. I passed the test 100%. Which, I was really surprised at myself that I was actually able to pass the test. You know, with 100%. But we go in. It's our turn on the range to qualify for the shooting portion. You know, everything's going good. This, that, and You know, we had a couple people who had to retake their portion of the shooting exam. You know, certain parts of it because they just couldn't fucking shoot. And he sent the one kid back to go reload a magazine so he goes back and he's reloading the magazine and this dumb kid he walks back there with him the commander's giving us instructions on the next drill okay and if you don't pass any part of the shooting portion you fail the class okay just just straight up you're done 
Well, this kid goes back. And they specifically said there's one rule on the range. If we are downrange and we hear one of your one of your firearms rack forward, you're instantly done. So this kid goes back there with a loaded gun. We're all loaded. And starts racking it. You know, yeah, he might have been helping out the, the kid in the back because he's never shot before. He never loaded a magazine before. But starts racking live ammos. Alright? The commander completely wigs the fuck out. I thought he was going to beat the fuck out this kid. Okay? Funniest shit I've ever seen. He went from calm to explosive, like, right now. And I get it, you know? We're sitting here with live ammo. Loaded with one in the chamber. And we're all standing down range. He's... The commander's the only one with, you know, uh, a vest on. So we're all, the rest of us are just standing down there in just regular t-shirts. And the commander's the only one with a vest. And so I understand why he was so pissed off. And he goes up there, he starts motherfucking them up one side down the other. Looks at him and says, if you were having a fucking issue, why didn't you call me? They couldn't answer him. He failed him instantly on the spot. Just done. You're done. Failed him. And I was talking to the one kid before they walked him out of the class. He's like, I didn't even. I don't even really like guns. I was only doing this because a buddy told me to do it. I said, like, bro. I I just told him. I said, dude, if you don't like guns, don't ever let anybody pressure you into taking a job that involves guns you know and because armed security this is what the commander and the lieutenant told us in class that armed security officers or armed security yeah they used armed security officers I do believe if I'm if I'm remembering correctly we have a 35% higher chance to be murdered than a cop. You know, and to a lot of people, that's that's scary. You know, don't get me wrong. It, it is a nerve-wracking thing knowing that you could be showing up to work, you know, and the guy that you threw out yesterday is standing in the shadows waiting for you. And as soon as you get out of your car, he walks up behind you and, and dumps one into your dome. You know, it, it it's like that. And you know, they told us some some things that have happened in the armed security business that they know of uh, with gangs and them following uh, the security guards to their house. And breaking in and everything. And I look at it as, you know, if that if it was in Ohio, they fall underneath the castle doctrine. You know, so if somebody breaks into my house at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, it, it's a done deal. I'm not asking questions. I'm not announcing anything. You know... I'm going to do what I have to do to defend myself and to, f to defend my family. Because in my eyes, if I'm in armed security and somebody's breaking into my house at 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, they're not here to steal my stuff. Okay? They're here to do something. And I'll be damned if I let that happen. So... That's just my personal input on it. Uh, but reverting back to the class, this kid was, he was just, he just had that look on him like he's going to shoot up 
a public building. You know, he's going to be an active shooter. He just had that look. You know, he just, he was too explosive, you know, with his temper. He couldn't shoot straight to save his fucking life. I'm telling you this now. Me and the guy that I was paired with, we shot top of the class, which it wasn't hard. I could have did that blindfolded with the people that they had shooting there. Me and him were the only two that did not have to retake any portion of the shooting. Well, any drill in the shooting portion of the armed security 20-hour class. You know, and in my eyes, I, I did pretty fucking good. I did really good. You know, me and, me and the kid, me and the guy that I was paired with, we both missed dead center once, which, you know, that happens. But they played all kinds of different scenarios for us while we were out on the range. You know, hip fire, uh... Oh shit, what was the other one? It it was a barricade, you know, where you're up on the barricade and you lean out far enough to where you can see them, but they can't, you know, you could see all of them and they can only see part of you and you fire two rounds, scoot over, fire two rounds, you know, with multiple targets. Uh, they had a shoot at 12 feet, 20 feet, and 50 feet, I do believe, was the ranges that we were shooting at. And me and me and the dude I was I was with, we hit we were hitting dead center. Uh all for the first I wanna say three and a half hours we were hitting dead center. And then after that we were just pretty much fucking around. You know, we were serious about it, but we were just fucking around because the we were pretty much we pretty much aced the course right then and there. On the first four or five drills. You know hitting dead center. Then there was this other. Then there was this chick. Oh my god. She was probably. 80 pounds. Soaking wet. With my vest on. You know. I run quarter inch steel plates. My fucking vest is heavy as shit. But this chick was probably 80, 90 pounds. Soaking wet. With my vest. Okay. She's shooting a 40 cal Glock 22. Not that big of a gun, but Jesus Christ. The way that this girl was shooting, oh my fucking God. It was a disgrace. It was so unprofessional. And for somebody who owns firearms and was shooting a gun that way. Jesus Christ. You know, there's a few people in that class that... If they get into an altercation with somebody, they're going to prison. They're going to prison. It's just that simple. They are going to prison. And... It, it 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 was fun, you know. I had a I had a great time. Yeah, I was nervous for the first portion of the you know the class, the written exam, but I had a fucking blast. Uh, it it was amazing, you know. Commander Martinez and LT, we call him Lieutenant T. So LT, his name is Egyptian. So I don't know how to pronounce it, and I'm not going to try and mess it up, just in case they end up listening to this. Uh, I'm not friends with them on any social media accounts or anything like that, but you never know. They might look me up. So they they were the best teachers that could have been taking that teaching that class. They were patient. You know, when I first walked in, I looked at them, and I'm like, these two are going to be hard asses, you know, they're going to, they're going to, you know, play the tough guy role, and this, that, in the third, and 
it was just my first impression of them from just visual was 100% wrong. Wrong. I will admit that. I was dead fucking wrong. And, you know, don't get me wrong. They had that, they had that cocky attitude. They had that, um, they had that passion, the drive for the business. Because they said that the reason why they're teaching the course the way that they are is because they want to see more security officers being taken seriously. And they want to see more security officers in the business and survive. They said that too many security officers are being killed in the streets. And, you know, Commander Martinez, he really, really lit a fire underneath my ass to get shit done. Uh, I know this weekend I'm going and practicing maneuverability for my driving test. This, and I'm trying to get that done as fast as I fucking can so that I can get a better job and get out of this fucking gas station. Because I need the money. You know, the money's there. As long as I'm making more than $13 an hour, and as long as I'm getting 40 hours a week, I'm fine. You know what I'm saying? Because then I can work more. I can work overtime if I need to. And that that's my biggest thing right now is I need a job that will give me as much overtime as I want. That's what I want. Will it suck doing that? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to have to get a... We'll probably end up having to get a babysitter. But if I want... If I want to reach my goals... That I have... I have to work the overtime. I have to work the overtime... In order to... Save up enough money to reach my goals. Uh, and... You know, yeah, it's going to suck. It's going to be tiring. But in the long run, it'll be... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It'll be more gratifying. I, I want to say that's the word, gratifying. You know, probably not the word I'm looking for. But I'm going to use it anywhere. Anyways. Um... I'll feel better about myself knowing that I worked all these hours, busted my ass, you know, was able to go out and get a dream home, whatever I want to get. You know, my kids never have to worry about anything because we got enough money saved up. Whatever the situation may come, I want to be okay. You know, I just want to be financially stable. You know, right now, we're okay. We're struggling. We really are. But we're okay. You know, I've already told my wife I'm going to work a little bit longer here at, at my job so that I can start bringing in some more money. Yeah, it's not going to be much, but it'll be more. And then... When I get my new job, you know, doing armed security, I'm really going to pursue more into this business. You know, Commander Martinez, he he does a 124-125 hour course in armed security, and I plan on taking it. I really do, but I got to save up the money to get it. It might take me a year. It might take me two years to save up this money because I think it's like $1,200, $1,500 for the class. Uh, it's Monday through Friday. 
I want to say. Some, something along those lines. But it'll help me out in the long run with my arm security because I'll be more knowledgeable in the field. But it'll also help me because if I did get into a situation, the first thing that they're going to look at, you know, a prosecution, if it came down to, you know, the situation went to court, um, first thing they're going to look at is my training. And I don't want them to look at me and be like, oh, he's just got 20 hours of training in. That's not enough. So I want that train. I want more training than what I already have. So I know they do all sorts of different trainings and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try and take them. I'm going to try and take the hand to hand combat. Uh, I know that they do so much more. They do advanced shooting. They do tac tactical shooting. And I'm going to try and take it all. You know? And if I'm the only one in the class because I'm the only one who could afford it. You know? Which that would be actually be a lot better for me because I wouldn't be so self-conscious about stuff. You know, it would just play out perfectly for me. I'm sorry for all the pauses. I got all this gook coming up uh, from my lungs. I don't know what the deal is today, but I just got so much phlegm and stuff in my lungs this morning. Ah. Uh, but, so yeah, I want to further my knowledge in this line of work. And I, I want to take more classes. I'm going to try and convince my buddy Chris to take more classes with me. And, uh, you know, just, just so that we're covered on all bases. You know, I'm not... I'm the type of guy to where I like to be prepared for every situation that could come my way. So if that means I have to spend a little bit of money on myself, then so be it. Uh, so, but yeah, so now I've passed everything. I am legally a certified armed security officer I'm not a cop uh, but I I am armed I can be armed now on a job site if the company allows it to be and if they have the legal right for me to be armed my certification comes in the mail uh, should be here sometime next week I want to say they said it takes about two weeks. I took it. I finished a class last Sunday. So. Sometime either next week or the week after. I'll have my certification in the mail. And it's just going to be so justifying. You know to have it like. I accomplished this. On my own. Well not really on my own. Because I had you know the support of my buddies. I had the support of my wife, my other family, uh, you know, I had their support in it. So it wasn't entirely by myself, but then again it was because I'm the one who took the class. I'm the one who took the written test, the shooting test, you know. And I just, I, I feel good about myself right now. My confidence level has gone up a little bit. And it's a good feeling. It really is. But it, it was it was just funny because some of the people that they had inside the class was absolutely ridiculous. And it, it's like, I would not put you behind a gun if we were in the service and in an active combat situation. I would not put a gun in your hand. 
They were that type of people. You know? The people that you use as a human shield. Instead of giving them a gun. Because a lot of them, they almost flanked the instructors on the, on the range. They almost flanked everybody else on the range. It was, it was a bad situation in there. We had one guy who could barely walk. I mean, I give the man props, you know, because he got up and got his certification. He eventually passed the class. It took him a long time to figure out the hip fire. You know, because when he was drawing out, instead of aiming at the bottom of the target, he was hitting the floor. And they went a little bit ape shit on him, you know, considering that he already works for an armor car service. You know, he drives armor cars, uh, you know, for banks and everything like that. He deals with money. So they kind of expected him to already know it, but... You know, things happen. And the, the, the thing that really shocked me about the class was how many people had to rent guns, ammo. They had to rent guns, buy ammo, and rent holsters off of the commander. Uh... In Stonewall Tactical, because that's where the class was held, was at Stonewall Tactical in Cleveland. I think it was like Broadview Heights or some shit like that. Uh, but I think out of 20 people, I think 7 to 10 of them had to rent firearms. And I'm like, what the fuck? If I walked, if I was teaching a class... And I walked into that classroom and seven people had to rent guns because they didn't have one. I would instantly, me personally, I, I would sit them down. I would ask them, do you own firearms? Okay, why didn't you bring one? You know you have, you're coming to a, a firearms course to take a firearm shooting test. Why wouldn't you bring a gun? Now, you weren't allowed to use anything compact. They had to be full size. You know, uh... Oh, shit. I know a lot of people, you know, they had the shields for their CCW, and you're not allowed to use those. You have to use, uh... You have to use full size weapons. And everything. Did you get my text? I did, but I didn't do anything with it yet. Okay, I was yeah. just making sure you got that text from yeah, me. Yeah, I got it. I got Gordon Puckett probably. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry about that. That was my manager, Brandon. He's later than a bag of rocks. <laughs> uh, he's not late. He's got one minute to clock in, but... Because he's working... I think 9 to 5 today. Probably. I don't know. I don't really care. You know, I told I told my wife like I t like I said uh I I'm just going to be banging out the overtime. You know, they're not going to realize it here because I'm not going to say anything, but I'm just going to keep working and just forget about my t forget about the time. You know, as much as it's going to kill me, because I I clock in at 9.55, I, I want to leave at 2.55, you know, but I can't do that. I'm going to stay until 3.30, 4 o'clock from now on, just doing random shit, just so I can make more money. Oh, shit. Um, I know I do plan on... Getting more people onto this podcast. And I know I haven't really been making that many videos. Well, that many episodes. 
I know I'm really not that popular, you know, because of the things I talk about. But then again, I haven't really been doing this this long. You know, a lot of the people, they've been doing this this podcast, you know, thing for years. So they have people built up. You know, their audience level is built up. They know what people want to talk about. You know, and I really don't share my podcast myself you know, to a large variety of people, you know, it's not on, I don't share it on Reddit or anything else, it's on Facebook, here, and wherever Anchor has decided to, uh, post it, I want to say, you know, so, my audience level is low, besides, you know, a few people that I, I know of that listen to it all the time, but, you know, it is what it is, it, it, you know, allows me to vent, it allows me to get things off my chest, and that's always good, you know, that's why I like getting people onto this, onto my show, I know I haven't done it in a while, but that's why I like, you know, trying to get people to come onto the show and talk, and it, Express what they're feeling about certain situations because it's good. It's good for you. It's healthy. You know, but I haven't really been seeing all too much news about Ukraine anymore. Uh, the last thing that I seen on the Ukraine situation was... Uh, something about nuclear bombs. That that's it. I haven't really been keeping up on the Ukraine situation because it's. I look at it as this. Ukraine is not a part of NATO. Ukraine is not an ally to the United States. Why do I care what happens over there? They're not my. They're not our allies. They're not an ally to the U.S., so why why do, are we caring about what the fuck's going on over there? Putin wants to go over there and fucking kick their ass and destroy them? Let them. They're not our problem. They're not an ally. Like I said, they are not an ally. So if one country wants to go after another country that is not an ally to the United States, fuck them. And besides, Ukraine, Ukraine's foot soldiers are putting hands to Russia right now. They're putting hands to them. The only reason why Russia is being is able to advance little by little is because of their artillery. You know, they have better weapons. You know, but regardless of the artillery and the better weapons, Ukraine is smacking the shit out of Russian soldiers left and right. I don't care who says what. But the evidence is there. Because Russia originally thought they'd be able to take complete control over Ukraine in, what, three days to a week, if I remember correctly, is what Putin said. But, well, we're, we're what, a month into the war over there? A month and a half, maybe? Two months? I don't know. Like I said, I haven't been keeping track. But regardless, Ukraine is smacking the shit out of them. It's just that simple. Uh, You know, for the people that do listen to this, and they, they actually listen to these all the way through, I need some ideas on some things to talk about. Because, you know, I have some general ideas... But I I want to know what you guys are interested in hearing so that I can do my research and put it out there. You know, you can message me on Facebook. You can uh, send me voice messages on this. You can send me personal messages on this, I do believe. Uh, if you have my phone number, my new phone number, because if you text my old phone number, I won't respond. I will end up texting you from my new number. 
I'm not, I'm definitely not going to put my number out on here because that'd be absolutely stupid of me. You know, considering that this podcast is listened to all over the country, uh, it's listened to in different countries. So, no, it it just ain't gonna happen. I'm not putting my number out here, on here, like that. If you do want my personal phone number, uh, send me a voice message. Send me a message on Facebook, and I will give you my new number. But like I said, I mean, I have certain things that I'm, I want to talk about, but I, I want your guys' personal opinions on other things. The next episode that I'm going to make after this um, is going to be another prepping thing uh, with a scenario. So I'm going to toss out this scenario. And then I'm going to, you know, explain in good detail how to survive it. You know, most of the stuff that I think about is post-apocalyptic shit, you know, with, you know, because that's just what's interesting to me. And a lot of people who do prepping work, they prep for post-apocalyptic shit. You know, meteors, zombie apocalypse, volcano, whatever it may be. That's why we prep, you know, and the occasional, you know, war in, on the U.S. soil and this, that, and the third. That's a whole different ballgame. Oh, look, it's fucking Joe. Slut! 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 Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That that's how me and Joe get down. We we call each other sluts all the time. Uh, but yeah, like I said, that's a whole another ball game. That's a whole different, you know, scenario situation. Uh, but I I do plan on doing one of those also. The tor- the volcano and the asteroid. Not too much. I haven't really thought about. You know, that type of situation before. It's more along the line of, you know, war at on U.S. soil and, you know, nuclear bombs and zombies. Mainly zombies. God, I wish that there were zombies. Jesus. If I could have one wish, just one It'd be a zombie fucking apocalypse. I, 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 a lot of people would call me a dickhead for saying that because a lot of people would die. I don't give a fuck. I want to kill. I want to kill zombies. I want to kill me some fucking zombies for the rest of my life. That's what I want to do. You know. And you know, there's conspiracy theories out there. You know, with the COVID nineteen vaccine and. Everything, uh, you know, that these booster shots are just to, you know, help mutate the virus and this, whatever, whatever. You know, and there's the conspiracy theories that it's going to, you know, eventually mutate people and turn them into ravenous zombies. You know, a lot of people have been referring to the old movie with Will Smith called I Am Legend. That movie was made in like 2000, early 2000s, I want to say. But it was based in the year 2022 into 2023 uh, with a cure. Now, in the movie, it was the cure for cancer. But everybody's, you know... You know, got their conspiracy theories revolving around it. You know, like, well, they're forcing everybody to take the... Trying to force everybody to get vaccinated and, you know... is It's just a little bit weird for us and everything else that... Why are they pushing so hard to have 
every single person in the country and on the planet vaccinated and all this other shit and you know what's the real reason which I agree with that I would love to know why every single person needs to be fully vaccinated from a virus that has been around for centuries the only reason why this one is different was because they genetically mutated it inside of a biological warfare lab in China. And, you know, yeah, it has taken the lives of a lot of people, but your natural immunity to viruses will kick in. You know, like the commander said uh, during the class, he's already had covid and his natural immune system beat it. And that's the same thing with me. I'm pretty sure I've already had it. I haven't been, you know, I was never tested for it, but I had every single symptom. But here's the kicker. I had it before it was big news. Okay. I was sick for like a week. I was out of work for like a week or two because I was so sick. Had, you know, cold sweats, diarrhea, cough, headaches, you know, body aches, whatever the, you know. So I automatically assumed I was sick, sick. And then right, I want to say about three months after I, you know, got over it, my lungs were shit. My lungs were tore the fuck up. And I mean tore the fuck up. Uh, But like three months after I got it and got over it. Next thing you know it's a worldwide pandemic and this and the third. Now everybody needs to be, has to be vaccinated. You can't legally do that. You cannot legally force people to get vaccinated for anything. It's against the law. The only way that they'd be able to do that is by instituting martial law nationwide. And they there's no grounds for it. So, good luck. Cuz there's so many corrupt fucking people inside the inside the house right now. It's I mean, don't get me wrong. There's always been corrupt people. Always been corruption in you know, politics and the presidency and this and You know, there's always been corruption. But it is a thousand times worse now than it has ever been. And a lot of people, you know, they say, oh, no, 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 that's not the case. Not such a case. How isn't it? Look at everything that's going on. When Trump was in office, gas prices was a dollar eighty nine. Unemployment was at an all time low. More people were back at work. More jobs were back in the US. You know. The second fucking Biden got into office. Gas shot up to four dollars a fucking gallon. Unemployment was at a fucking all-time high. Taxes are at an all-time high. Food taxes at an all-time high. Everything went up. Why? Why? Why are we paying so fucking much in taxes and paying so fucking much in gas? You know, it, it's it's all about the corruption. They want the money. Okay? We're paying more in taxes, getting less back for our income tax. You know, and eventually, motherfuckers are going to wake up. And they're going to realize it. And when they do, it's going to be too late. That's why I, me and a few other people, we try to... Open your minds now to see the reality of what's happening. Because the reality of it is, is that we are being conditioned. Okay. 
And a lot of people, they say, oh, no, no, whatever, whatever. No, if you really look at it, we are being conditioned to accept whatever they throw at us. They put it on social. They put it on social media. They put it on the news. And these stupid motherfuckers. If they told you that if you got a hangnail, you need to go to the hospital because you have a serious life-threatening disease now. You know how many motherfuckers would be sitting in the hospital room right now waiting because they heard it on TV and they believed it. They're mindless sheep. That's all they are. Mindless sheep. They don't really think for themselves anymore. They really don't. And that's the pathetic thing because they say, oh, yeah, they, they'll they never do that and this, that. Okay, if they'll never do it, we'll see. We'll see who's sitting inside of a FEMA camp. And just an FYI to some people who don't believe in FEMA camps, they already have them set up. They have them set up right now. They've been setting them up. Right underneath your little tiny nose. But you've been too fucking stupid and blind about what to see what's going on. Because they start something. And while your focus is over here, they're over here doing something stupid. And doing something wrong that they know that they shouldn't be doing. But guess what? They're doing it anyways. Because nobody's paying attention, so nobody's going to catch them. And, and then when they finally do catch them, it's going to be too late. And they're going to be like, well, who did it? You know, they won't be able to put point the finger. That's how they do shit. Okay. But people really need to open their minds and really think uh, about the big picture here, okay? This isn't, you know, a conspiracy theory. This is fact. If you open your mind and really look at everything in, in detail, how I do it, okay? The way I do shit is fucking complicated. The way that I think about shit is fucking complicated. I always weigh in at a 50-50 standpoint, to start, depending on the situation, and then I range it from there, and I start playing shit out back and forth in my brain, and figure out what's what's really going on, but in the same, as I'm thinking about it, I'm doing my research on both sides of the field, okay? I'm I'm doing my research on both sides of the field. I'm listening to interviews, watching, you know, interviews online, getting my paperwork, you know, reading it. So I always weigh out the 50-50 and just move up the bracket from there and then eventually one of them's going to uh oversee the other one. You know, it's all about doing your research and opening your mind. And start thinking outside the box. That's where me and a lot of people call everybody else sheeps. Because they stay inside their box. Because they're safe inside that box. So they think. But in reality, the people inside that box are going to be the next people inside of a FEMA camp. Okay. And let me just put this out there because I know I've said this before in a different episode. FEMA camps are just another fancy word for concentration camps. That's all it is. That's really all it is. It's It's a concentration camp and they do unimaginable things in those camps. I've never been in one. I don't ever plan to be in one. I'll die before I go to one. But like I said, those people who live inside that box and aren't ready for it because they can't think outside the box because their mind is so closed, they'll be there. And then when they get there, then they'll start breaking out of that box a little bit. But by then, it's already too late. 
It's already too late. You're already there. Now you have to rely on someone else to keep your ass alive. Okay. Then, not only are you relying on somebody else to, to keep your ass alive, to keep you food, you know, give you food, give you water and everything. They're going to make you work. It's as simple as that. They're going to they're gonna make you do hard labor. Alright, just how Hitler did it in the concentration camps, that's how they do it in, inside FEMA camps. Alright, and then eventually it's going to get boiled down to the point to where you're going to have to rely on someone else to be ballsy enough to take those FEMA camps out and to save everybody inside the FEMA camps. But I'm here to tell you now, wouldn't be me. Would not be me unless I absolutely knew somebody in there and they were such good friends that I couldn't walk away. That's the only fucking way. Or if there was a family member in there that I could, that'd be like, even with a family member, I'd really consider it. Like, depending on the family member, you might still get left there. I might just say, fuck it, you're on your own, you know, but I told you guys I was going to start making longer episodes, I'm trying here, this one's going to be about 52 and a half minutes long, uh, like I said, I need your feedback, you know, because my, I'm going to try and put out uh, an episode tonight about prepping. For a post-apocalyptic situation. Uh, it all depends on what's going on. You know. But. I would love to have your guys' feedback. Please get back to me. Uh, in some way. And just let me know what you guys are interested in. So that I can get content out to you. You know. I'd really appreciate it. I really would. But like I say at the end of every episode, God bless America.